Perfect. Perfect. That's that exactly good? what I was thinking. Did it sound about. right? Yeah, it did. I nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make that a um. Uh, yeah, we got soundboard. All right. That's why I'm just used to just kicking it off. Just the kick way it off, bro. Do, do whatever you come to. Yo, real quick, you I never, you I never watched Cheers. I've Cheers. watched Cheers because you've told me to watch Barely. Cheers. Maybe Eric's watched Cheers. Right. I've watched Cheers, like the reruns come when I was younger. Yeah, but but it's as like long as you've seen it. I've seen it before. Okay, like I know some of the characters. Like I was Chad Danson, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like the lead character. He's at the bar. I he's know the, the main. He's, he's the, the bartender, main guy. right? He's the main guy. Huh? He's the bartender. Yeah, he's the yeah. bartender. Right. Why'd you ask? Because something you said just now made me think of. Um, he was doing a, a, a show. Like uh-huh. Fred Dry. Y'all know who Fred Dry is? Nah. nah not real me. quick. Fred Dry uh, used to play for the Rams. He was okay. a defensive end. He was a great player. Okay. But he was, he's Sam's boy on Cheers. Mm-hmm. So um, so Fred Dry was a newscaster. Mm-hmm. So Fred, he comes into the bar and he tells Sam, yo, uh, um. I got to do this or I got to do something or I can't do it no more. And he asked Sam to be the broadcast, be the broadcaster form, the newscaster form. Okay. Yo, those episodes is so freaking funny, yo. Nah, I've never seen this. He's, you know, it's about this. It's about, you know, being, being, being a broadcaster. Yeah. And he was just the most boring dude ever. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> yo but you got to see it because you freaking cry laughing. Go ahead. I'm got sorry. It. No, that was perfect. Know, that was great. I know the the theme song to Cheers. I mean, you guys should know that. I mean, uh, if I hear it, I well, would know yeah, it. We're going, nah, 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 nah. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now nah, he always tries to get me to watch Cheers. I know. Yeah. It's, I've watched the Tom's it a few scene times. has been funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I I just know that um the chick that was in um the Matilda. No. Uh, look who's talking now. The mom. Oh, uh, the white chick, the white lady. Ah, uh, why am I forgetting her name? Oh, you're talking about uh, starts with a K, I think. The Scientologist. She's is Scientologist? she really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, what is the, her name? Christy, something? Christy, Christy Alley. I think that Christy might be. Her name. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was in cheers. I know yeah. you. I knew it started with a K. I I'm always, I always know what it starts honestly, with. Honestly, as a kid, I kind of had a crush on her. And look oh, she, was, she was pretty hot. Yeah, she's yeah, pretty. Yeah. She's pretty hot. Yeah, she was like one of those top Hollywood chicks, right? Yeah, everyone. Yeah, 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 that's crazy. Look who's talking now. You talking about the the that's movie the baby, with Travolta? The baby, yeah, with talking. John Travolta. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, we didn't start, right? No, no, we 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 we're, we're, we're on the I mean, start we can start wherever we yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, just mean, talking. No, I don't, I don't yeah. want to start with cheers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can start. That was just something that June. But that's good to warm us up into yeah, the no, to yeah. the natural convo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So we we are movies now, but yeah. I mean, like, now he's gonna do. Now I'm gonna do my thing. Do your yeah. thing. Go ahead, take the right. floor. It's the No Politics Podcast. Your weekly dose. If it's worth talking about. We talking about it. Yes, sir. What we talking about? Today, we got a special episode. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. We do. Junebug. Oh, you want me to? down. Then? You already know, I, bro. Um, Come on. I prepared a statement. <laughs> I prepared a statement. I just didn't want to get it wrong. Um, normally, I would just wing it, but it's important. This is this is different. This is this is special to me in a way. Um, here's, here's the statement I prepared. Um, 
I wrote, I think in today's world, especially with social media, there's always a light being shined on great stories and amazing people being highlighted. And it's easier for that to go viral because of globalization and how everything is widespread due to the speed and power of the internet. And yet somehow this story doesn't get nearly the recognition it deserves. And don't get me wrong, it does get recognition from people in New York City, basketball circles. But to me, this has always been so much bigger than that. He, as in our guest today, is so much bigger than that. And I'm not just saying that because he's my father. I'm saying it because I've seen his contributions recognized and praised on a, a smaller scale, but I've always thought it deserved a bigger platform. In my opinion, it's one of the greatest stories never told. Our guest today is my father, Tony Rosa. Tony yeah, Rosa, yeah. Clap baby. it up, clap it up. Clap it up. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Facts. Thank you. We've been Facts. trying to get this going for a while. Yeah. Me and me and Aaron really been like, wanting to do this for a while. Especially me ever since I heard like, you know, because I got the inside behind the scenes. So I heard some of the stories and you come up. And from the first time I was like, yo, there's no documentary on your father. There's no podcast. Like none of that. Like I was wondering. I was very curious. And he was like, not that I'm aware of, you know, and then like. This was years ago. This might have been 2014, 15. He was, we was talking about that. And I know throughout that time, you've done maybe one or two podcasts here and there. But like, at least me and Junebug talked about like, it's never really like deep in your story who really the man Tony Rosa is. And and they limit it too. It's, it's usually cut to an hour. And we didn't want to do that. We felt like your story was a story that, Man, there's so many parts to it that we didn't want to feel like we was putting it in a box and like forcing it to be told in an hour. Like there's just so much. And I know from personal experience that it goes so much deeper. So it's like we we could be here for hours and we fine with it and you could come back and we fine with it. And however long it takes to to really flesh it out, we're fine with it. And we just wanted to do that. Um, I want to say, um, you know, I really appreciate you having me. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, and. Humbly, mm -hmm. I just want to say, you know, I love what you're doing. Appreciate it. Um, Thank you. Thank I've you. seen a couple of things that you guys have done. Very proud of my son. Um, you know, my son is very, very important to me. Thank you. Um, along with my daughter, Alice. And I got to mention my, my baby Shout girl. out to my sister. Of course. <laughs> and Hennis is my stepdaughter. Shout out to my stepsister. Um, yeah. But um, I just want to say thank you for having me. Of course. We, we, it's an honor. It's an yeah, honor. Yeah. yeah. And and um obviously this is the first time me and you met before, but I've definitely heard a lot of stories. First from Aaron, before me and um Junebug ever spoke about you personally, Aaron was like, Listen, like me and Aaron for a while have been talking about doing some type of podcast and, and stuff like that. And then we would like come with ideas and it wouldn't really go anywhere. And then finally, was it late last year? Yeah. Um, we kind of did I guess the first demo episode or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was October of last year. Right, right, right. Yeah, we so, did it here just like this, just right. us. And um, you know, before that, you were telling me a lot about about you know, kind of your history and stuff like that. And I thought it was really fascinating because I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, you know, to be honest, and um, kind of like what Junebug said to start, like there's a lot of stories that don't get told. Um, if I can and, say <laughs> real quick, um, June. It's easy for me to tell June, but or brothers who, some of my brothers who they know the stories, mm -hmm. they were there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shout out to all my brothers and my parents, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, literally but, his brothers. When you no, say like brothers, yeah, yeah, literally. 
blood. Yeah, that's right. They my were, uncles. They were there, so it, it's. But I don't really. It doesn't phase me to tell anybody anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I keep it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Me and God. Yeah. You know, uh, right. my family. That's you honorable. Know? Now, if people want to, you know, interview me or 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 want to know the story, then I'll I'll share. But uh, I'm not. You're really not out looking. here telling yeah. people like all the IG them. legends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 you know, I, that you say that. that's just not my style. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and and that's honorable because you're cut from a different cloth. You know, you you didn't come up in that era where it was like. Oh, let's be influencers or clout. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it was right. more like to me, at least from what I gathered, and obviously you can expand on it. You can talk about it, it was more of a passion thing. Right. Mm-hmm. It was like maybe you was in my eyes, you were born to do this. Right. So you're doing it. Like you said, that's why you keep it between you and God. Because yeah. what is there to really brag about, talk about when you do something you love? That's right. You know? Yeah. So I I was wondering, I don't know if y'all wanted to start here like where does your story start? In in New York City, I would assume. Yeah, in Harlem. Harlem. Uh, childhood. Um, we were we were baseball players first. My brothers and I. Mm-hmm. I have two older brothers, Pablo and Jose. Okay. They they were they were uh, you know they dragged us out there. Uh, me and my brother Charlie, my brother Randy, they dragged us to the park. Back then, the parks were real. The parks were free. You had, like, the whole entire neighborhood. This is the Drew Hamilton Projects. I'm from the Drew Hamilton Projects. Okay. Uh, um, that's on 141st, 142nd, 8th, and 7th. Um, 143rd, 144th. Um, but when when we were kids, we, we loved baseball first. Mm. I was the one who introduced basketball to the, everybody who was born after me played ball. Mm. Even my little sister, Audie. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, we started out playing baseball. And how many, uh, like, you mentioned five. Well, mm. four brothers and you, that was five. Now you have a little, that's six. Right. Is that is all that everybody? Is that everybody or there's more? Um, it was, it was it was yeah, six go through boys. It. You don't want to forget one. <laughs> Rocky, Rocky, my Rocky, my, Rocky yeah. and Audie were born a year, apart. a little bit after us. But yeah, okay. Uh, Rocky's like seven years younger than I am. Okay. So and Audie's a year after Rocky. Mm. So um, you know, we 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 began playing baseball, and then you know, I became like I love baseball, basketball, and football. God bless me to be. Really, really good at these three sports. Naturally. Nice. Very natural. Um, I remember going out to second base and just feeling the ball. And my brothers told me I did not have to work at it. Um, you just and it was the same with basketball and it was the same with football. I never had to work at it at all. Mm. It just came real, real natural. Um, it was a gift. Yeah. So that was that was the beginning. Harlem. And and that's that's great. That's awesome. And um, you got any any questions, Eric? No, I was gonna say. So so you you talk about baseball. So baseball could say it was your first love in, in terms of sports. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I actually wound up playing college baseball at City College. Dope. Wow. Um, had I played like two years at City College. Had a ball playing. You know. Um, you know I. Have, Baseball stories, if y'all want to share baseball what stories. What position did you play? I played second base. Um, 
But I played, I could play anywhere. I played second, I played short, I played, I could play the outfield. You know what I mean? Um, but in college, I actually was a second baseman. Um, I actually was rookie of the year at Damn, City College. Wow. I didn't know that. Um, funny stories. Look at that. Um, I knew he was nice. Funny story, right? So during my high school years, something happened where I stopped playing. Mm-hmm. Stopped playing baseball. Mm-hmm. I was playing basketball and football. A lot of basketball and a lot of football. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so my brother Charlie was a year younger than me. He was playing at Martin Luther King High School, which is where we went to high school. We went to King. So my brother Charlie was playing, and I saw he was having fun. I was working. I was a messenger in Midtown. Mm-hmm. So Charlie was having all this fun playing, and I could see it, you know, him messing with the glove at home, um, you know, telling me he got a game, he got practice. Mm-hmm. And so but by this time, I was a senior. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the next year came, I went to college, um, and just seeing – the joy that my brother had, I said, you know, I need that back. I, I need to do that again. Yeah. So when I get to college, um, I ask when it's trials. They say the, the team tries out at 6 o'clock in the morning. So um, so I'm like 6 in the morning. I, n- I never heard of that, <laughs> yeah. right? I was, a, I was really a street kid. Yeah. Um, so I show up at 6 o'clock in the morning with a sheepskin on, right? I just wanted to talk to the coach. Yeah, yeah. So I go just to talk to him. He said, tryout started three weeks ago. His name was Nick Naku. He was a a, a, a Greek guy. Mm. Uh, Nick Naku. I'll never forget him. He, he I really loved that guy. Mm. Um, so Nick Naku tells me, um, trial started three weeks ago. You know, if you want to, you can... Get in the batting cage so yeah, I can, can see hit. what you got. Yeah, yeah. So I got regular clothes on, so I take my coat off and I go in the batting cage. Regular clothes, you you in jeans or you at least in sweats and are you loose or you you got like jeans, got, whatever I was wearing on? that day, right? I probably <laughs> okay. shoes on. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember exactly, but I knew I remember having the coat on. Yeah. And I remember a couple of a couple of guys who wound up being my teammates. Mm. Uh uh watching me closely and kind of they laughed about it and they always would tell me about it afterwards mm. but um so i get in a batting kitchen i haven't seen a fastball in four years yeah and yeah. at least five years yeah so now I, I, I'm, I'm in the batter's box the first pitch comes and it hits the back wall i didn't swing the sound sounded like a bomb exploded. <laughs> Boom! Yeah. Right? Do you remember how fast the fastballs were? It was pretty in? fast. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I don't know the you speed. Don't know the measurement. Right? Right? <laughs> so, so I'm like this again. So you just sizing it up. I'm, I'm fronting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The next pitch came. Boom! <laughs> Hit the wall again. I didn't swing. Four, <laughs> four straight fastballs. <laughs> boom! 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 Hit the back wall. And so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know what? Even if I don't see it, I got to swing. <laughs> Wait, so you wasn't right? even keeping up with it. <laughs> <laughs> you wasn't even seeing hey, it. Hey, right? I tipped the ball okay. on the fifth one. Yeah. Then I hit it weakly that way. Uh-huh. Then I, I, I hit it, you know, I, I was getting a piece of it. Uh, um, you know, getting the timing. Uh, yeah, yeah, you was trying to warm up. Yeah. To it. It's been years. It's been years. Yeah. So anyway, I, I hit a couple okay. Wasn't nothing for the guy to ask me to come back. 
right? Mm. So I leave the batting cage. I put on my coat and, you know, I'm ready to grab my bag and go home mm. or to school. And, and the guy tells me, um, come back tomorrow. I want to see how you play defense. Mm. I was stunned. Yeah, 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 I was like, there was really no reason for him to do that. Wow. And this guy invited me back. So the next day I come with sweatpants. You know, I'm ready the next day. I have my own glove. You know what I mean? So he's sending me shots and I feel it. I was always natural. Yeah. So I was feeling everything. And um, I just, you know, that turned into me being rookie of the year. Wow. That turned into me hitting a home run at Pace University over the fence, you know what I mean? Wow. Which was like, I had the ball. I'm trying to, I'm still trying to find that ball. <laughs> I had the ball. All the players signed it. Nice. Um, but Pace that, had a good team, right? Back in the day, like Pace? Pace was pretty good yeah, on our level. Good. We were to, Division three college, you know, nothing, you know, no D1, no Ohio yeah. State. Um, but I send the ball sailing out of Pace University. And, and the funny thing is, the, the left field fence was not that far. So when we were walking in, all of my teammates were salivating. Like, oh, shit. Like, we're going to get it over the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and me, I wasn't saying I was the smallest dude on the team. Oh, and, wow. And, of course, you know, the seventh inning came. We were down, like, 10-zip, 7-zip. I'm up three and two count. You know, I know a fastball's coming. But, ah, over the wall. Nice. I wound up being rookie of the year. I I wound up playing a second year, but I was hurt most of the second year. Um, um, but you know, what'd you hurt? That was my my it was my ankle. Uh, Okay. Um, so I I I never felt the same that year. Mm. Um, but you know, it it was a great, it was a good experience. I I I I got my first love back, like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Were Were there other people from from Harlem, from where you grew up, that were also like made it out, you know, via athletics also and, and kind of like played on any like college or pro level. Oh, yeah. No, we always had um, guys, neighborhood dudes, who, like the, the full courts in, in, the, in the park. Right. There was an older group of dudes that were really, really good. Um, so you, know, my basketball. you may not know some of them, um, but there was a Wendell Ramsey. I'll never forget Wendell. Shout out to him. Um, there was a Ted Campbell who was, who was special, but back then being a street kid, I didn't know where they went to college Yeah, right. and they were a little bit before me, Okay, but definitely from, from seeing what I saw on that court. Um, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Doogie dancing Doogie. He, he, he became like a 55th legend. Mm. Um, Doogie was out there. I, I, I don't know where Doogie went to college, but mm. Doogie definitely played college Point basketball. Guard? And the Division One level, no, Duji was a shooting guard. Shooting guard, okay. he was excellent. Um, but and by fifty fifth, he means Rucker Park. Just to be clear, because at fifty fifth, okay, like on one hundred fifty fifth. I'm not a, I'm not a regular there. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 I just, yeah. I want to make the that clear. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I was actually gonna take it in this direction because you mentioned. Uh, you mentioned walking into pace and seeing the left field wall, and I wanted you to, because I know the story, and I wanted you to tell the story about. Uh, the Yankee Stadium wall. Oh, and I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you already know what yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, that one. That one was. I just dope. think there's a real. Is yeah, I think y'all be like surprised by it a little bit, but well, I was, I was a, uh, I was a great uh, Yankee fan. I mean, not a great Yankee fan. I was a great baseball fan. Mm. I, um, you know, I, I just always loved baseball. So 
that particular year was 1981. Wow. I just want to give you the right year. Uh, no, you, 1981. He's great with dates. Right? You remember And everything. names, I can tell. names, names, Nin- dates, yeah. Yeah, 1981. So that year, there was a pitcher for the Dodgers named Fernando Valenzuela. He Beast. came from Mexico. Oh, you know him? And Fernando Valenzuela <laughs> started the year. He had like a, a, a wind up. He's left handed, so he had a wind up where he went way back. It was just special. He was a special rookie pitcher. So uh, Fernando was scheduled to pitch. The Yankees were playing the Dodgers in the World Series. Fernando was scheduled to pitch game one, game four, and game seven. Okay. So I was out online all night. I didn't get tickets to the first two games. I didn't get tickets for game six, but I was able to get tickets for game seven. Mm-hmm. If it goes there. If it gets to game seven. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, the series ended um, in six in games. Six. Yep. Dodge, uh, Yankees, Dodgers beat the Yankees that year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so now I got to refund the tickets. So... I go to Yankee Stadium. It's the daytime. It's early in the day, and there's nobody around. So I get to the ticket window. I exchange. You know, they give me back my money. And as I'm walking, I can see that I can walk straight into the stadium. There's no guard, nothing, nobody yeah. around. So, you know, of course, I I was enticed by that, so I walked in. <laughs> so I go straight through the tunnel, and I'm ready to go um, I'm looking out on into Yankee Stadium field. This is the what old, level are you on? The old Yankee Stadium. The what old, level? The original. Are you? Um, no, I know, but like what the lower level? level. Okay. The lower level. So I look out and I go, "Wow, there's no." I'm look. I'm looking everywhere. There's nobody. There's nobody here. Mm. So I decide to go and climb the wall and go on the field. Mm. Wow. So I go to home plate, and you know. I was a dreamer, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I go to home plate, and I, I'm at Yankee Stadium, How? and I'm faking like I'm hitting the ball. Ooh. Okay. Right? So so I start running the bases. So <laughs> just I, kid shit. Yeah, you just kid shit. Exactly. <laughs> I was awesome. Yeah. I um, wish I had this kind of story. Right? <laughs> so I turn first. I turn second. I'm running towards. I'm rounding. I'm rounding. I'm rounding ra- second. I hit a home run. <laughs> running. <laughs> Yankee Stadium. <laughs> running towards third. Yeah. So as I'm running towards third, I don't know. Something told me <laughs> to go to the left field wall. So I stopped. So I didn't even. I didn't in. even turn third. I started going to the left field wall, mm-hmm. and I touched the wall, mm-hmm. and the wall was mesh. Yeah. It was a mesh material. The sign I think was the three twelve sign. I don't remember what the old Yankee left field sign was. Mm-hmm. It was the three. I think it was three twelve. I'm not. I could be mistaken. Yeah. But when I felt the mesh, I told you I, I was a messenger. Mm-hmm. So um. After after Messenger, I I was working in an art shop. I still made deliveries, but I was working in an art shop. And I I would walk around with a a cutter, a box cutter, because we cut boxes. No, you cut the wall. So I went to the wall, and I started carving the wall. (laughs) Was you looking around like real shit? Yeah, yeah, you know, I looked back maybe once. (laughs) Nah, you was into it. You (laughs) you had to get it done. You was committed. You just had to get it done. (laughs) Pure commitment. (laughs) I was good at what I was doing, right? <laughs> so I started cutting the wall, 
right? I sliced it, and I was able to roll the wall up. Uh-huh. So I rolled, uh-huh. I rolled it up, and I had I had the three twelve sign. I think it was wow. three twelve. I'm not even positive. It was a long time. This is eighty one. Yeah. So I got the sign in my hand. So I go back towards home plate, and then I go towards the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So as I'm going through the tunnel, I look to the left, and I see a cart filled with 1981 World Series baseballs. So I Jackpot. go, I go to the cart, and and there's a door. So I open the door, and the Yankees manager was Bob Lemon. Mm-hmm. Bob Lemon sitting there with coffee and a, like two people. They're sitting there. I mean, they didn't even, I don't even know if they noticed me. Mm-hmm. Close the door back up. I grabbed two baseballs, put them in my pocket, took the left field wall home with the two baseballs. Oh I still got God. one of them. Did you wow. run out of there? Did you walk? Because you sound real cool in it. Like, like you was if just kind of moving. If you play like you're supposed to be there, nah, no one questions. I walked. Uh, I, I walked. was, yeah. there was no one around. I could not believe it. Yeah. Um, wow. But I took the war home, and, and, and the crazy part is, you know, being kid minded, we had a bed that had doors on the bottom. It had like drawers on the front of the bed where you could put your clothes. Yeah. So the middle part opened up, and I put the war there, and I closed it. That thing probably was there for two years. Yeah. <laughs> I did nothing with that wall. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like if I put what it against the wall. What are you going to do? Frame you know I mean? it or something. Yeah. Like, Poppy, Poppy was a big Yankee. Even my father and yeah. my mother were big Yankee fans. Like, they would have saw it against the wall. Like, what the hell is this? How did this happen? Yeah. yeah. You know, but that's basically that the the story. That wow, you that's awesome. So, so what happened to the wall? Just to be clear, because I've never heard It started that. stinking. Oh, okay, so, okay. So I had to throw it out. That's crazy, right? It was mesh. So imagine, imagine if he kept it. What that could even go for? Right. Maybe? Oh, I mean, that baseball is probably worth some bread. I still got that ball. But well, like, that's so like I looked into selling that. I never but even but thought why? about it. It's a legacy. Would you thing, sell it? Like, um, <laughs> why? Because money. That's I'm gonna why. give it to Junior so Junior can sell. He got you. He got you. He will. That's a gift for my son. That hey, might yeah. be a six figure baseball right there. That, yeah. You never know. You okay. never know. Hey, I got it. I got it. I'm not letting go of that one. Yeah, yeah. Wow. One thing. I one will. thing I know about Junebug, he's gonna get top dollar for that too. Yeah, he's gonna I do will. the research. <laughs> he's gonna be like, Nah, yeah. actually. These are actually the price of this is going yeah. this. I'm gonna wait. Like he's got, he's gonna have it all calculated. I'm gonna measure the market. He's gonna measure the market. Facts. Yeah. I Facts. love seeing it in my pa- uh, my parents' living room. It's in my pa- I put it in my parents' living room. Mm. That's awesome. Nice. No, I nice. love oh. that resonates with me because as a baseball fan, baseball was also one of my first loves as far as sports. And I played little league baseball and stuff. But I remember the first time that I went to Yankee Stadium, the old Yankee Stadium. And I remember the train. What is uh? Was it the D? Each one. The D, right? And the four train. And the four, right? I believe I was taking the four. I believe I was taking the four because the four is above ground, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you go, I don't know if you've ever been, Aaron, to the old Yankee Stadium. Oh, yeah. My uncle used to live down the block, right, up uh, up the hill. But I remember when you can see out the train window. And you into can see the it, into the stadium, yeah. into the. And I was like, it was like, a little it was like 
like when they call Yankee Stadium a cathedral mm-hmm. and they ch- call it like church like, it's like a religious experience. It really was like that yeah, for no. me as a kid. It's like Dude, a birthday kick on the There top. was times yeah. where I was in my uncle's house for the weekend or the week, and during baseball season, when home runs were, we would hear the. That's that's like that's unbelievable. Constantly, consistently, like it's like ingrained in my memories of hearing the Yankee Stadium reaction. Man, like I'll I'll never forget that stuff too. So my parents, my parents used to take us to every every time they gave something out, like bats, like bat day, bat day, ball day, get it out, let it out, batting glove day, uh, 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 you know, helmet day. We always, our friends used to hang with us. They used to try to get close to us just because for an opportunity to go to a Yankee game. Like, well, we would come back in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. because we we were walking distance. We could could walk to the stadium. Mm. So when we crossed the the little bridge that takes you into Harlem and we were walking through the park, everybody would see our brand new shiny bats. And it was nine of us. Yeah, you know what I mean. So everybody, our friends, the smart ones, used to stay close to us. <laughs> my parents were were very very genuine. The bleachers were a dollar fifty. Wow. wow! So the right field bleachers. So we used my parents used to take us there. My mom would have the thermo, the thermos, uh, with Kool Aid and, and sandwiches or chicken, fried chicken. Like nice. we were, cool. we were blessed. That our parents blessed us. Wow. Thank you, mommy and poppy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, you talk about you mentioned your parents, so a little bit about your background. Your, your family is 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 from Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. Okay. They're, they're from Fajardo, Puerto Rico. Both um, of your parents. Yeah, they came here. Um, they came here separately and met in Brooklyn and got married. Wow, and that's all, crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Or, I would. I was automatically assuming like they met in Puerto Rico, came together. Yeah, that's what I thought. To but start they actually new came and met in Brooklyn. Wow. If so did I'm they know each mistaken, other in Fajardo? They, they lived in LES for a minute, in mm. Alphabet City for a okay. minute before Brooklyn. Or you know, I got to get that story straight with mommy and poppy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your question? No, I was gonna say that. So you said they're both from Fajardo, <laughs> but did you did they know each they other? They knew each other in Fajardo. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, they okay. knew each other in Fajardo. Okay. Um. And you know they say that they didn't like each other. And, and, then, and then when they that's got, how all the good marriages start. I was start. literally gonna say yeah, that. That's how all of them start. And then when they got here, you know somebody liked somebody because <laughs> yeah, right? they, they made it seven, it seven of y'all. Of us. <laughs> yeah. So Fajardo, Fajardo is what northeastern part of Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah, man, that's funny. Yeah. Um, just before we, we even move off to baseball, because this is another good baseball tidbit. Um, as a kid, and hope maybe this sets the stage for just to show the way you think, the genius behind it. Um, as a kid, I always hear my uncles, your brothers, talk about you and baseball cards in oh, your yeah, room yeah, yeah, yeah. when you were a kid. And yeah. just they don't know what the hell I'm talking about, yeah, but explain yeah, yeah. what I mean when I say that. All right, I was a I was a kid. I, I love baseball, so back then it was real popular to buy a pack of baseball cards with like three cards in it and a stick of bubble gum. Mm-hmm. So so I would get them more than 
most kids. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I accumulated, and you know how kids, I don't know, you guys probably did it, but you flip cards. Yeah, and they know, have the stats on the back, Baseball right? cards, yeah. Yeah, you you flip cards, or, or I think pertaining to the color. That's what kids did with baseball cards. But me, I used to actually go to my bed and and put the put a pitcher here, the catcher there, the third baseman, the shortstop. You just set the field up basically. I set the field up. Oh. Actually, play a game. Like my simulate games. Yeah, my brothers used to think I there was something wrong with me. Wow. This was fantasy baseball before fantasy baseball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like simulating games and you yeah. would do it based on like their statistics and That's dope. Who they were. Who they were. Okay. Pete Rose was always getting a hit in my game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> he was going they four for four. They could hate Pete Rose all they want. Yeah. Charlie Hustle. But Pete Rose was my dude. You know what I mean? John, I was a big Cincinnati Reds fan. Yeah. Johnny Bench, Joe Morgan, that the the, the big red machine. That's but dope. I used to play on the bed, and my brothers used to look at me, and they used to just say, leave him alone. He, he all right. He going to be all right. You know <laughs> what I mean? But that's how I was as, as a small child. That's yeah. That's like, cool. Like, that, that's, that shows the times. Like, that's what you had to do to be creative and, and, and have your mind. And like he even said, he was a dreamer. Going. Like, even from the Yankee Stadium story. Yeah. Kind of and he thing. was a dreamer. Like, that's dope. That's cool. So, dreams-wise... Hey, dreams. On 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 the topic of dreams, um, if y'all don't know, he's a very popular basketball coach. But growing up, was that what you envisioned yourself to be? When did it change? Like, did yeah. you always see yourself as basketball? What did you see yourself as first? Was it just athlete? Was it like what was it? You're trying to get to basketball, right? Nah, I'm trying to I'm, <laughs> take me whoever you want. I'm the funny I'm just part. Saying. The funny part is back to baseball. Uh-huh, okay, so it stays there. We had a softball team in the neighborhood, uh-huh. and um, we had a guy. Uh, we were losing late in the game, and my oldest brother Pablo was our manager. Okay. So we had a guy, D. Ferg, may he rest in peace. D. Ferg is a very known, uh, very well known artist. That's ASAP Ferg's father. Exactly, he's ASAP wow. Ferg. He, he did father. the bad boy design. Yeah, the logo for Diddy, the logo. You know, you know him. Yeah, I know. D. He's, Ferg, he's well studied. He's well versed. D. Ferg, his brother Cheese, and Money Mike. Um, they were like fam, our family, mm. right? So. D. Ferg's about to bat up with two outs in the ninth inning. And um, my my oldest brother, Pablo, I went up to him. And I told him, no, 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 don't let him bat. Mm. Put Manny to bat, a, a, a friend of ours, Manny Gomez, right? So Manny, Pablo disappeared from practice. We were having batting practice that week, and, and he disappeared. Mm-hmm. So when it was Manny turned to bat... Manny was tearing the cover off the ball. Mm. You know what I mean? He but, was just, but Pablo, as the coach, wasn't there. Pablo wasn't it. there to see this. Gotcha. Right? So when I when 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 I saw it, I was like, and then Manny came late to the game. Manny was just a mess. Okay. So <laughs> Man, Manny comes late to the game. And so Pablo don't know he's tearing the cover off the ball. And now D. Ferg's up. Poor D. Ferg. I, I told Pablo, yo, put Manny up for him. How old are you? Uh, I had to be like 10 or 11. I said, put Manny up. Put Manny. Pablo's going, 
like you better be right, blah blah blah. Man, he how old was Pablo at the time? Pablo had you to be ten or eleven. Because I could have met. Yeah, to be like fourteen. Okay. I could have been eleven. Yeah, I could have been around eleven. I'm just thinking, so, like, how old, like Pablo had to be that a ten or eleven year old. His ten or eleven year old little brother comes up to him to give him like substitution advice, and yeah. you taking it as the coach. Because I would have been like, where that. I feel that. I became a coach. This is where wow. I feel. I'm a basketball coach, but it began on the baseball field. Mm. When that moment came was the first time I made a coaching move. Decision. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and, that's, and your, I, that's your first coaching move. At 11 ever. years old. 10 or 11, Yo, yeah. Put Manny in like. Pablo yeah. <laughs> Pablo was, was, was looking at me like, you better be right. You better be freaking right. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Manny goes up to bat. Yeah, hits yeah. it over the center field fence. Yo, we are crying laughing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, um, we we go up a run and then some ring on the other team hit a home run for them. And we lost the game anyway. Yeah. That, <laughs> that wasn't on you, though. That wasn't on you. Andre Yeah, I made the right call. Yeah, yeah, you, made, you did what you were supposed to do. I couldn't do nothing about Andre hitting the ball over the fence for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Hey Andre. No, God bless him. <laughs> God bless Andre. But that's that's where I, I feel I began to. to so coach. you you always felt like you had, had coaching in. instincts, kind yeah. of like a feel for these games yeah. that you play. So even even baseball before basketball, you always kind of felt like you kind of saw things in a different light, in a different way. Yeah. Before kind of other people maybe. Yeah. yeah. And that's wow. kind of what I was trying to show with the even the baseball card and, thing. Okay. Okay. And that's that. a shout out to my oldest brother Pablo, who was mm-hmm. a hell of a player, mm-hmm. right? But he was a great coach. Mm. <laughs> Forget about that; he disappeared on us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for he, the two weeks, he <laughs> just said that he wasn't at practice. He just he wasn't a good us. scout. He, he yeah. didn't yeah. scout many. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, keep it real; he was chasing girls in the neighborhood. Yeah. Anyway, he was fourteen or whatever. Understandable. Like whatever. Putting too much pressure on a fourteen-year-old. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, you know, um. That was that was like that that first moment where I said, "Damn, I could be good at this." Mm. But um, and what ultimately led from you feeling like that to you being like, "All right, let me try basketball, like coaching basketball." You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I lived on the court. I, I was always on the court, as you said. We had two courts, mm. um, and you know, I was the first one in the family who really got into basketball. And I was little, and again, I never had to work at it. I couldn't miss. Mm. Um, they they talk about step backs today. I was doing that in the seventies. You know what wow. I'm saying? Without the travel, yeah, without the travel, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I had Harden. to do it because <laughs> I was playing up, meaning that court, the main court, had the older guys on it, mm. but I always wanted to play against them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I made my mark as a kid. I always said that, uh, you know, you know, when you play basketball and you play twenty-one, you yeah, guys yeah. familiar with the game twenty-one? Yeah. yeah, sure. So there's a rule: you make three free throws, you mm-hmm. get and off, and then you get the ball back. You, you know, you get the ball again, and you you gotta you get off the line, beat the defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so I always said that uh, when I was little, everybody was much bigger and stronger than me that I was playing against. So when we played twenty-one. I, I would kind of wait out, close to the out of bounds line because I could not rebound with that. Mm. When the ball went out of bounds, I would grab the ball. Mm. 
Gotcha. Then I would make my way to a basket, and then I would go to the line and make like eleven in a row. Mm. You understand? <laughs> um, so you know, twenty one when it was a lot of people was about elimination. So if it was twelve do ten dudes on the court, the three with the lowest amount of points, you would start eliminating the court. Yeah, you understand? And so I would do that, and I always felt like the the three and off rule that they made it because of me. <laughs> <laughs> I funny. always felt that, you know what I mean. You heard it here first. That rule got changed because yeah, of Tony yeah, Rosa yeah, yeah. in right. Harlem yes, not missing his free throws. The player, the player, not that's the coach. Right. The yes. player. I would go to the line and boom, 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 boom. Like, and the older dudes hated me. Yeah, yeah. You know, wow. it was two guys that were influ- very influential to me. I want to shout them out. Uh, 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 a guy from Honduras mm-hmm. named Jimmy Bernardes, and then uh, a Boricua named Speedy. Mm-hmm. Those guys always pushed me. When I was real little, they would push me. They weren't jealous of me. Yeah, yeah. They pushed me and they encouraged you, to yeah. get better. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they pushed me to get They were older. They pushed. They would push me. They would come up and guard me, but with the right intention. Yeah. You, you understand? Like, I, we're going to make help you, you better. get better. Exactly. Yeah, but your question was about. So, how did you go basically from feeling like, yo, like you said that moment, like, I feel like that was my first coaching decision with baseball, right. to then eventually being like, I'm going to coach basketball, basketball as well and help right. others learn? Well, it was, it was very selfish. Um, that's first of all. <laughs> my little brother, Rocky. Mm. was playing at a school called Our Lady of Lords. Mm. Mm. It was on the JV Tyro team. I remember it like it was yesterday. He must have been around in sixth grade. And um So you were how old? I, I go around. to one of his games. Um I must have been in I'm seven years older than Rock. Okay, so if he's so in sixth grade, he's about eleven. So you're close. about 18. 18. I'm getting close to graduation. All right, <laughs> you know, so you're 17, 17, 18. 18. Yeah. So so I, I go to one of his games, and when I saw his coach, forgive me. <laughs> I Throw saw him one under of his the coaches. <laughs> Let's put it this way. He, he was kind of left-handed, June. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I got it. Read but... between the lines. He was kind of left-handed, <laughs> and I wasn't having it. So I was like, you're playing for me from now on. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I started a program called the Mustangs. Because of my he's little brother, brother, Rocky. Wow. wow. Shout out to Rock. He, he's the coach at New Heights. Uh, he's been coaching. Well, no no New Heights. He's at Castle Athletics now. Okay. Um, but he was at New Heights before. But he was a Mustang first and always will be a Mustang. Mm. Um, so I, so I, even now your brother has the passion for coach. Like your fam- yeah. other family members. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. we. My brother Charlie coaches in Florida. Uh you know, shout out to Chuck. Which um, is actually crazy for me to now put in person like, oh, after you. But you said your older brother was coaching your baseball team. So it kind of is in your blood. Like, Oh, no doubt. No, no doubt about it. That's awesome. And and that's where it began. I started with one player. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's what I would tell kids who, who want to coach. So you started basically player development. Like you, you, you. I grabbed him and, right. and and I found a kid named Yoda in the park. Me and Charlie are in the park. We're shooting on the main basket and then on the other basket. This is Rucker Park? 
No, no. no. This okay. is Drew Hamilton and back of Drew Hamilton projects. Okay. So, so we look to the next court, and there's this little kid knocking down shot after shot, a little, a a a, a, a little kid, right? And so, so I walk up to him. I tell him, "Yo, where do you live?" And you know, he lived right up the block in twenty four thirty. Seven five, right? So I grab him. Ironically, now I got two players, both born January fourth, nineteen seventy. Both born on the same day. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, but that's how I began. We picked up another kid named Charles Patterson. You just may he rest in peace. And that turned into a program. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's crazy. And. And um, you kind of touched on it. I, I, I was going to ask, too, like, you know, but you, you said with the two guys that pushed you to be better, like anybody during those times, besides those two maybe that came along your life in a pivotal moment that helped you take it to the, even after you already started like coaching your another brother level. and you got Yoda and Charlie, I'm, I'm sure you came across people that in your life helped you and, and made like impacts, pivotal impacts. Uh, would you want to expand on that at all? Like, um, at least, at least once you started uh, coaching now full time, like, because right. eventually this no, grew right into a full time coach, right? Right away, people, people, people looked at us and wondered who the hell are these guys. Like I would I, imagine. I, yeah, I started walking around with like a little mob or something. Like, yeah, no, I had. Did they think the Mustangs was a gang? I had, like, I had a little. <laughs> Wait, did you have the Mustang name at that point? Um, Where did the Mustang name come from? Okay, that's a great question. Hold on to that. Gotcha. Keep, keep going. We we entered Holcomb Rucker, which is a tournament that is super underrated. Mm. Um. All this hype about the EBC and Rucker Park, uh, you you would think that you know. Just just stay with me. Holcomb Rucker, mm. boys of yesteryear, Citywide Athletic Association. Those were the tournaments that made Rucker, mm. but no one ever talks about those. Oh wow! All the talk is the hype. Every, Rucker, Rucker is. It's all about hype. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, EBC and and uh, they basically Rucker took a f- Park. You know, it's corny to me already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you understand? Um, it was a great time. Like mm-hmm. we had a great time. There was plenty of great players at Rucker Park. Yeah. Uh, in the EBC, mm-hmm. both on my team and guys I coach against, I love them to death. You yeah. know what I mean? But um, Holcomb Rucker. This gentleman in a little church called Mount Calvary handed me a, a Holcomb Rucker roster mm. to put a 12 and under team in, in that particular tournament. So um, what was the question, John? My question was where the name Mustangs come from. So, yeah, we were called the Mighty Cavs. <laughs> okay. The name of the place was Mount Calvary. So the guy, a, a gentleman named Mr. Lee, uh, um, he named us the Mighty Cavs. So we went with it. Okay. You know what I mean? And then a year later, I junked that name. Mm-hmm. And the Mustangs comes from Eric Dickerson and Craig SMU. James. From the SMU Mustangs. Yeah. Uh, I fell in love with them. 
Mm. Gotcha. With SMU Mustangs. Okay. Craig James and, 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 and Eric, Dickerson. Eric Dickerson were running Buck Wild every Saturday on television. Mm. Um, and so when I saw the logo and I just, they style grabbed me and no one in New York had the Mustang name, so I grabbed it. Okay. Dope. Gotcha. Dope, dope. dope. So, I was going to say, you want to say something? No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, because I know you as coach, like you just said, 12 and under. So there was a lot of even pro players. We were talking about this before. You said uh, we were talking about Stephon Marbury, oh, and yeah. uh, you said you wanted to tell that you would love to tell this story, and I love this story. It's a Stephon Marbury story when he's a kid. Right. So, like, you just take us through it. Let them hear it. All right, all right. So, um, Steph, I remember the first time I saw Stephon Marbury. He was, he was 10 years old, and we were at a tournament called at FIT, FIT Fashion Institute on 27th Street. So we're at this tournament, and and one of my mentors, a a gentleman named Doc Nacelli, may he rest in peace, we're sitting there, and Stephon Marbury is 10 years old, and he's walking across the court with this little swag of his, right? And and, um, Doc tells me, "Um, you see that little kid right there? He's going to be a pro. I'm like, Okay, I, I loved the way he walked, and um, I knew I already knew his older brother Juju Norm Marbury. That kid was had the swag. He mm-hmm. the way he walked, I, I loved Juju. Hell of a ball player too. Mm-hmm. Right? I seen the documentary, the the kid uh-huh. from Coney Island documentary yeah. where they they expressed that his brothers were playing ball, like right. they were talented. So yeah. he had something to look up to to inspire him to be like, I'm going to make it though. Like, yeah. He even had older brothers that had a reputation at Lincoln, at Lincoln high. So they were off. They all went to Lincoln. Mm. Um, uh, one of them name was Don Marbury. I remember that name clearly, but I never saw him play. I just saw Juju, okay. um, Norm. And then, um, and then his other brother, Moses, um, they were calling him, uh, wow, Zach, Zach Marbury. Zach Marbury played at Rhode Island. Okay. Um, people know Zach. Mm. Um, but anyway, long story short, we, we, we're about to play against the Farm Marbury in a tournament, the, the same Holcomb Rucker where, you know, the best, the best tournament in New York mm. was Holcomb Rucker, right? So... We're at a game at IS-10, which is now called FDA. We're sitting down. It's, I'm sitting here, and I got two kids here, three kids to my to my left. And here comes Stefan. Mm. And by now, we know each other, right? We're playing each other in different tournaments. We got them in an AAU tournament. Uh, uh, got them by 30, matter of fact. That was Young Life. We took care of Young Life that day. <laughs> it was the AAU Regionals. We were supposed to go to, to Salt Lake City, Utah, and I canceled that trip. I was never going to go to Utah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, so Steph comes right next to me, and he goes, hey, coach, how you doing? I'm like, um, what's good, Steph? So Steph tells me the meanest, one of the meanest things I've ever heard. From any basketball player. At what age again? 10? 12. Oh, no, 12 he was now. 12 now. Okay. okay. So Steph, Steph tells me, who's Bernard? Mm-hmm. I said, why do you want to know 
who Bernard is. Mm. He goes, because everybody's saying he'll bust my ass. Yeah. Oof. I look to my left, and I go, Steph, meet Bernard. Mm-hmm. Bernard was sitting right next to me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Teddy Wheeler next to him. And Teddy Wheeler is the father of Savir Wheeler, the point guard at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, and they were your players at the time. They were my players. Yeah. And Bernard was a killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the better guards in New York. Um, but it was the way he seeked Bernard because all his teammates was, was it was guys like Skip. Uh, uh, Skip to my Lou. Skip to my Lou. Ray for Austin. Austin. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, there was uh, guys like Kareem Reed. Mm. Uh, uh, Mace. Cam. Wow. Like they wow. used to, they used to play. They, they were all... Young Life kids. Cameron was a gaucho first, and then he was at, at Young Life. Wow. But it was the way they were bothering Steph. Mm-hmm. And then Steph needed to find out who Bernard was. There was they were telling him, Bernard will bust your ass. Mm-hmm. And so I introduced him. And Steph, you know. He was respectful? Or he yeah, like no, no, he was respectful. Down, like, he just was like, you know. Sized him up I just know, to check him know, out a little. I, I, I'm going to see you eventually. Okay. You know? And then that day came in a big tournament called uh, Little Lads. But even before Little Lads, just so y'all know, I know y'all saw the tournament just now, March Madness, and y'all saw Shaheen Holloway. Yes. Uh, yeah. The coach at St. Peter's Saint lead Peters. them to the Elite Eight. Yeah. Well, Shaheen... In that very tournament that I'm telling you about, Shaheen was my point guard. Mm-hmm. Wow. And um and Shaheen wound up we, we want they got eliminated in the semifinals. We beat Gauchos in the semifinals. And then Shaheen was my MVP in the in, in the Holcomb Rucker Championship. We beat Gauchos and a guy named Gary Saunders. Shout out to G Dogs. That's my dude. I love that guy. <laughs> Um, but we beat the Gaucho Scientific Map. Um, these guys are big names in New York City basketball. Mm. Um, but that that was my my step. Oh yeah, we, I didn't finish. So we met, we met uh, Stefan and Little Lads, mm. a tournament in Trenton, New Jersey. So we both make it to the semifinals, and. You know, Bernard's about to play against Steph. Me and Bernard go for a walk. I'm telling them how big the moment is. Mm-hmm. What I, is what does that sound like? What is what is one of those little pep talks from you sound like to to what a 12 year old kid? How yeah, are you yeah. how are you motivating <laughs> this 12 year old kid? What does that sound like? I'm telling him, yo, you gotta bust his ass today. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna have to bust his ass today, all right? Because he's gonna come at you. And and what was his? What was Bernard's demeanor like? Just curious. Like, was he a quiet twelve year old kid? Was he a dog? Like, Bernard was a a beast. Okay. Uh, Bernard was 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 a killer. Yeah, yeah. And um, and so we meet them in the semis, and Bernard was killing them, (laughs) right? And then, and then, it got back to me later that in the third quarter or in the second half, um, one of the kids from Young Life they had a little they had bad little kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, they told they it got back to me from them that uh that uh that Steph went to the coach and said. I don't want to guard Bernard no more. <laughs> yeah. I don't want 
I don't want a God banana no more. <laughs> wow. And, 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 you know, this was at that point. But I could still see clearly that Steph was going to be a pro. Mm. I could just... I could just see it. I mean, he just had, he had the crazy jump shot. He handled the rock. And as it turned out, he grew a lot more than the kids that were just as good at that age. Mm. So shout out to Steph. Steph, I, I love Steph. Mm. You know what I mean? I've always loved Steph on Marbury. He's a guy who used to, was in the NBA and used to come to 55th and play every game for Fat Joe. Shout out to Fat Joe. That's my dude. Shout out Fat Joe. Joe. I'll be seeing Fat Joe in your comments. Yeah, yeah. Instagram. He be be bigging you up. Joe always gives you love. He shows you love. Yeah, yeah. Joe always gives you He never forgot. You know what I mean? That's what's up. We, 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 Joe, it took Joe a while to finally beat us. We beat them four times in a row. We beat Terra Squad four times in a row. Before they finally beat us, mm-hmm. and what you know what, what I mean? team what what team were you coaching at the time when you were going against Terrace? Oh, uh, like every year I had a different sponsor. Okay, so that that's the difference between my teams and a team like Fat Joe's. Fat Joe, uh, he's the sponsor. Yeah, you know what I mean. He he would get a great sponsor for his team. This was in the EBC. We were talking in the about? EBC. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was just coaching our kids. You, right. you understand? Homegrown talent. Yeah. Basically, um, right? You know, you always have to pick up somebody, you know, but I entered the EBC with a high school team. Wow. Okay. We had just won a tournament, a high school tournament at City College. We'd be Dre Barrett, Kenny Satterfield. These are killers. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, and that night, we had a game that night at 50 Fast. So you're coming with me. And with a high school team, we won like our first five games up there. Wow. You know what I mean? And you and, won chips. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we. We lost in the playoffs that first year. Mm-hmm. Second year, we went to the championship and lost to a great posse team. Shout out to the posse. They know I love them. Bevon Robin is a killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we lost to to the posse, Reggie Freeman and them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the following year, we beat, uh, we beat the posse again. The posse was trying to win the third straight championship. They had a squad. They had an incredible squad. And I had Adrian Walter. Shout out to Adrian. That's He knows how much I love him. Um, I had Lenny Cook. Mm-hmm. I had, uh, you know, I had uh, a kid named OJ. Uh, I had Lamont and Charles Jones. Those guys, uh, incredible. Those are true legends. You know how a lot of people... Pumping themselves up on IG. Now. Everybody's, a Everybody's a legend now. Yeah. Yeah. But Lamont and Charles Jones were true legends. Wow. Right. They were incredible. Yeah. Um, but I had a nice squad, but teams like Terror Squad or Rough Riders, they had crews. They had absolute crews. Yeah. You know what I mean? They had and, ringers um, too, right? We no, there's no ringers. It's unlimited. So okay. there's no age limit. If you want to call NBA guys, well, that's ringers, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so, um, but anyway, you asked me about uh, the Stephon Marbury story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. Like, uh, you go. I wanted to say one thing though, real quick. So, Fat Joe, you brought up Fat Joe, but, and I love Fat Joe, but Fat Joe talks a lot about the. The, the EBC Rucker days when he had Terror Squad and they were winning all the time, right? Right. 
Fat Joe said that he was the coach of the team. I'm interested to know, was he really coaching the team or he was more of a coach in no. name and had somebody else who was actually doing yeah. the coaching? I, I got to say this. No Fat Joe, no championship. Okay. Right. Well, Remember, yeah, that makes these sense. guys up on 155th and 8th Avenue, these are not real coaches. Most yeah. of them are not real coaches. Right. Couldn't coach themselves out of a brown paper bag. <laughs> Most of them. You understand? Right. But um, Joe was... Very influential mm. in everything that they did. Like when we kept beating them, stories would get back to me. Richie Parker, shout out to Richie Parker. Richie Parker would tell me, "Yo, they, they, Joe was yelling at us. He, he was flipping Richie Parker on played us. For Fat yeah, he Joe's was. He team, was yeah. on Fat Joe's team. Uh, 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 um." He th- he threatening us now. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's real competitive. I, know I don't know what Joe was doing, but he was regulating shit. I know Joe was saying, <laughs> I know Joe had matches somewhere where he was calling himself like the Bob Knight of the Rucker because he had a temper and like he wanted to win at all costs. Yeah. Joe you know? was Joe was very influential in all those NBA players going up there. Of course. Like the recruiting. Kind of. He was he was a blessing and a curse. Joe Joe brought those guys, but that pretty much ended fifty fifth. Mm-hmm. Like they their their little terror era. They, you Which know, is a fire name, Loki. <laughs> after <laughs> that ended, fifty fifth was never the same. Because mm. it was such a high standard. It set such now. a bar. Yeah. Yeah. It was so dependent now on NBA on players. Star coming power. In. And yeah. if you can't get yeah. that anymore. It became different. Wasn't about the fans anymore. Mm. Do do um, not not to jump all over, but like do the players nowadays, do they show up at fifty fifth like at all? Like are they even built like that? Is that in their DNA? Do they get, like I know one summer five, seven, maybe even ten years ago? KD pulled up and like had a crazy game, but like oh, was that, that was, was that no, that no, he was at both. He was both. at Dykeman and that. And Kobe, Kobe had that famous uh, game where he. Yeah, but that was when Rucker was Rucker, right? like, where he yeah. came but in. Since KD, like you don't hear about nah, any not, NBA that's... players coming and showing love to the legacy of Rucker Dykeman. Even, not anymore. Right? Well, we lost Greg Marius, who. That was his baby. EBC was, he was the commissioner. Mm. And, uh, you know, we lost him. May he rest in peace. Shout out to his family. Uh, you know, Greg was, was special. Was a very special person. Mm. Um, so, so, you know. It's just not the same. We, we, we lost him and, um, you know, the drop-off, but the drop-off came when, when Joe and them, when Joe, you know, Joe was busy, so yeah. he went somewhere else, and, you know, he was doing whatever Everything, he does yeah. in the music business, and um, it wasn't the same anymore. It it hung in there for a while. We we did have a few more championships okay. um, at 55th. Um, good, good, real good um, teams, but that died. And I don't know what they're doing up there now because I, I don't even go up there. Mm. Um, but it's, it, it hasn't been the same in years. So, again, shout out to Joe. Love Joe. Um, you know, he, he, he really, really brought it. So, um, like, like you said, it was a gift and a curse because he brought the spotlight. Yeah. 
But then once he's gone, yeah. kind of went with him. Can't it really change. It, I yeah. don't know if you I know, but when we won the chip, the third year we won the chip. The fourth year, Joe got Adrian, Lamar, and Charles. Uh, he took your uh, guys. Lenny Cook. Yeah, yeah. He he took my guys. Yeah. Um, but Crazy. I never was mad at him. Like he loved Adrian. He loved a butter. Um, and even when when we beat them in the semifinals, the game ended. Everybody was going crazy, and he somehow pulled Adrian into his car and took him to uh, Jimmy's him, Cafe on, on Fordham Road, and they hung out all that night. Uh, and right after the game. Yeah, right, right after, as soon right as the after. game ended. And then, uh, but we laugh about it, you know what I mean? Even back then, it was like, Adrian was my man, and, and you know, Joe fell in love with him, and Joe Joe said, I, I'm going to have him, and he got him. You know what I mean? Credit to Joe. Um, but uh, Adrian, and, and not only, if I was losing Adrian, that was one thing, but I also lost Lamont, Charles, and Lenny Cook. Um, and so, you know, that was a lot to lose. And, you know, next thing you know, Joe, Joe ran it off. Joe, Joe ran off about four chips, three or four chips. I had Uh, a, I had a question. Um, you spoke about Holcomb, uh, Rucker in that tournament, right? Right. So I think that's significant because like me personally, I think a lot of people mostly associate the EBC with Rucker Park, right? Right. Yeah. Because that's where all the big NBA names and college recruits and a lot of them are making their names there. And you see the, the YouTube videos when social media blew up. Right. Like, you know, the EBC was was a big part of that. But so Holcomb Rucker, um, he was a groundskeeper, right, at the park, right? The park was named after him. Wasn't 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 that part of it? I can't confirm that. I, okay. I don't know who Holcomb Rucker was exactly. Okay. Um, like the first tournament we entered, they already had a Holcomb Rucker league. Right. You understand? Right. Um, that park was named after him, the 55th park where, where they had the EBC. Mm. But the Holcomb Rucker games were at a park called Colonel Young uh, okay. under the 45th and okay. Lennox. I see what you so mean. It was always mixed up about, you know, people get mixed up with, right. because of that name. Right, right, right. But 155th is Rucker Park. Holcomb Rucker, the league, was on 145th and Lennox and at Millbank. Okay. Uh, the reason I bring it up, I don't know if you've seen this movie before or any of y'all, but, like, there's a movie... Um about a basketball player called Earl the Goat, Man of Goat. Yeah, yeah. I, I met Goat. Okay. I, yeah, I actually yeah. played. Is he the dude league. that would take the quarters off the backboard? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Off the top of the backboard. <laughs> yeah. You seen that nah, movie? Nah, so it was nah, an nah. HBO movie. I've heard, I've heard about him since I was a kid. Like, legendary. Yes. Like, this dude could jump over anything. Like, There's an HBO movie that was really good. Don Cheadle was the actor who played him in the movie. And long story short, uh, Holcomb Rucker... In the movie, he was played by Forrest Whitaker, the actor. And the way that they picked him, and oh, I don't, Forrest, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't. My man. They might have been taking creative liberties, and that's why I asked you because I wasn't sure. But from what I understand, Holcomb Rucker was like a groundskeeper at the park, and they ended up 
he they ended up naming the park after him. He's the one that would put the paint. He would clean up. He would he would manicure the park to keep it fresh. Wow. And Earl the Go Manigo was one of the greatest players who ever played at that park. And he mentored him. And that dude, like, um, I'm not I don't know if he was from Harlem or not. I'm not sure. But he was definitely from the New York City area and, and people like Lou Alcinder, who ended up becoming Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, mm-hmm. um, they say that he was the greatest player to never make it to the NBA. Interesting. Because he ended up going, he ended up falling into drugs and going to jail and things went, whatever. But he was like one of the greatest basketball <laughs> players and streetball players ever. Like, played against Dr. J and, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at the Rucker Park tournaments back in the days. We're talking about in this, like the 70s. I can confirm that. Okay. Right. And um, he was giving them business from what I heard. Yeah, no. Giving them pro, like, I think Connie Hawkins and a lot of these old school legendary NBA players. Wow. Yeah. I First heard. of all, Goat, he was, he was a nice man. He was, he had his own league. It was called the Goat. And it was on like 97th Street in the West Side. That's, I, I was going to say that's crazy because it's named the Goat after him, right? And now, like, yeah. Goat, Goat is now is greatest of all time right. now, and it gets thrown all over the place. But continue. Right. That's right. Well, that's funny. He was a hell of a nice guy. Like, I, I, I put a team in his league. We actually lost the championship. We went to the championship, and we lost. Mm. Um, but he was, like, the nicest dude. Um, this was shortly before he passed. Um, may he rest in peace. Um, and... My mentor, a guy named Kelsey Stevens, he's one of my mentors. He was my 14 and under basketball coach. Um, Kelsey was a baller. So Kelsey was nice. And uh, Kelsey used to tell me about the GOAT. Mm -hmm. So I know that he was, I I like when somebody who was there tells me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand? Like, you got so much That's, why we, That's why we got, got you, you right now. <laughs> 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 like, exactly what it is. To be Same fair, Manigo was, like, several generations before before you. Right. You know, like, he's yeah. he's older. Like, I mean, he's if he were alive today, he'd be in the 70s. Right. You mm-hmm. know, uh, but... um. But yeah, I just when you say Rucker Park, because like that's, that's, that's the first that thing that remember. Not nineteen seventies. I'm remember like seventy something years like, old. That's what I'm saying. Oh, bad okay. generations before you. Right? <laughs> no, um, but Kelsey confirming it for me. Okay. What um, that matters to me. I don't want to hear about somebody and there's no proof. That's yeah, all yeah, you yeah. get on Instagram. Yeah, a lot of nonsense. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Uh, um, but that that what that's confirmed. The okay. goal was all that. Nice. <laughs> you as a basketball coach, I'm interested also. Like, what would you say were your influences in terms of coaching style? Like, if you had to kind of characterize yourself as a coach, are Good you question. more a player coach? motivational or you're somebody like how X's how would and you O's, yeah. like, I'm what is X's it? and O's mm. that that's what the misconception of, of these rucker coaches street ball coaches is like you know they're managers right. you, know, you get the the strongest crew you're gonna win mm-hmm. um, but I'm an X's and O's guys always have been I'm a I control tempo. 
I always controlled tempo um, as a coach mm-hmm. from the start of the game to the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I always made in-game adjustments, change games totally as a coach. Was there any offense there, that, you, there, that you ran particularly? I, I don't mean to sound arrogant right now, but there are very few people who could say what I just said. I mean, I've I've seen you do things as a coach, like, like I've seen like, uh, I've seen the game start, the other team get the first bucket, and you'll call the timeout right there. Like I've yeah. seen you just, yeah, yeah, like do just unorthodox stuff as a coach. So yeah. like, uh, yeah. you really do like control tempo and just do. And the, the important part is to 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 wind up winning that game. Mm-hmm. Like there was a game, we I, I was interviewed by. Um, NBA inside stuff. Mm. So they were doing a feature on me, one on Fat Joe, and one on Bone Collector. Mm. Right? Yeah, I know who Bone Collector is. So, he's a dude yeah. that be on Instagram going crazy with this. So we I've were, never seen him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Well, now he's pop, pretty popular on Instagram. He's always... But he was a street ball player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did he play an N one as well? I don't know if he played an N one I don't but think I know he, he did. was with Rucker. I just Rucker. remember his name and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Rucker and all that. Sick handle. His yeah. handle was disgusting. Incredible. Yeah. Right? And he always so, played with the do-rag on yeah, yeah, Classic. he always played that's with That's legendary. Right? That's yeah, kind of yeah, crazy yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm yeah. sorry for throwing this around. Legendary. But that's... that's no, dope. but he was. He was. Yeah. He's one of those guys that is, is true. Yeah. He was... Le- he was a... Le- his handle was legendary. Yeah. You know, and he could play. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was a player and a good dude, too. Um, But where was I NBA Inside Stuff. They did, NBA they Inside Stuff. So, so we're playing... Against Homicide. And shout out to Homicide. And that was, that Another was bone, killer. Bone Collector and Homicide were both on that team. We're both on the same team. Yeah, exactly. I remember that. So so we're playing against Homicide. And I mean, we, we, I'm being featured. And they're smacking us 24 to 8 mm-hmm. to start the game. Of course, I flip on my team. And I made one important adjustment. You guys heard of Baby Shaq? Of course. Baby Shaq, okay, Dominican. You know. Yeah. yeah, hell of a ball player. Shout out to Baby Shaq. Right, so I decide when I looked at my team real good. I was like, we 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 got nobody for homicide, mm-hmm. and homicide was a daredevil. He would just dart to the basket, and he was strong as hell. And he would slam it on him, not slam. He would make layup after layup oh. after layup. He was tough, mm-hmm. and um, I actually put Shaq, Baby Shaq, who was a power forward. To guard a two guard killer who reminds me of Demar Derozan, they're about to play my my Bucks right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So so twenty four to eight turned into thirty two thirty two turned into sixty sixty eight to fifty one. Yeah, wow, like that, that wow. type of score. Yeah, that know? adjustment allowed him to kind of contain. We Homicide. contained him, stopped the problem, and we rolled from there. And he did. He 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 couldn't deal with the physicality, like a bigger body on him. I would imagine, right? Or the well, length. he just wasn't as effective as he okay. had been. We probably had twenty out of those twenty-four points. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. he might have got tired of scoring. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna give the credit to Baby Shaq. Yeah, he, did, he did a great job. I'm gonna yeah. give the credit to you. You made the adjustment. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate. It. But I've seen you do like crazy stuff. Like they probably don't know this story. But, like, even uh, I remember in – I know it was a playoff game. I was with you. And I remember 
It might have been. Oh, I think it was against Terror Squad. It was okay. the semis. They okay. had Steph. Oh, they had, they I know had, what you're uh, talking about. Skip. They had Kareem. They right. had, they had everybody that day. They had yeah, yeah. Al Harrington, did they? Yeah, Junie Junie Saunders, Junie Saunders another killer, uh, what a is real it, legend. Electric, yeah. Right? Um. So everybody out there who's watching this now, just know, Junebug has been. I've been able there. To I've been be on the bench. Some, I've been on the bench with. We gonna throw the word around some <laughs> yeah, legendary yeah. shit, but acts like it's totally normal. This because is just part it of is his normal life. to me. But it is. It is. It's exactly. normal to me. But it's normal to me, and I don't know if I say this to you enough. Being around, like, I've met so many, like, big names, popular names, famous people through him, and it's normal to me. And, and not to say, like, I'll be, be, be with the big names, but it's like, I don't get phased by it. I'm not, like, starstruck. I've never been starstruck. And I think I get it from him I was just because he's cool as hell. I was just going to say, just that's a testament it don't matter. to the way your father raised you. It's about being what real. He showed you. A person. It's not, it's... Exactly. Exactly. You learn by example. Like exactly. he's always chill. You don't. You can't. You can't be starstruck. But yeah. at what, at what I, point? I'm starstruck at Jesus. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> like, like let, let, let's keep it real. Uh, you know, right. uh, it's too much. Um, you know, not to get biblical, but you know, you, you idolize these basketball players and, and and these famous people, and it's like, yo. You know, you, you never mentioned Jesus, our Lord and Savior. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I don't want to hear about Jordan and LeBron. I don't care about them. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, God bless them, mm. you know, but, you know. You it's see just, what Jesus did? <laughs> you see what yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah, did? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Thank you. That's Adam. funny, too, because we coming up. I was going to say it's funny, too, because we coming off. Easter was just this past Sunday, and now oh, yeah. here, here you are. And I know we're gonna circle back to the to the Jesus topic. <laughs> we're also gonna uh, circle back to the. I know it's a big part, but I know what Easter. I was saying. Yeah, so it was the semifinals game. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know if you know. Do you know what I'm I talking? I know about? what you're talking about. I was gonna. Okay, so say what you think I'm. When talking I was about. going home, is that what you're talking about? Nah, you tell uh, that after though. I uh, was gonna talk about. Um, I believe they brought you Theo Ratliff. Because Joe, no, no. no, that wasn't that game? That was a different game. Okay. That was a different game. Okay. Tell me what you were going to say about Theo Ratliff. I was going to say, we were talking about, I've seen you do unorthodox stuff as a coach. And I remember, I forgot who you were going up against. But Terror Squad. That, okay, so it was against Terror Squad, yeah, yeah. but a different game. Okay, and and I guess Terror Squad was coming with firepower. So I guess they someone, were loaded. So they were someone loaded. was like, you or or someone like was like, oh, I could get you Theo Ratliff, who was NBA center at the time. Right, right. Yeah, um, Trailblazers. Greg right? told me, no, not Greg. Um, Fubu. Shout out to Fubu. Yeah, we uh, sponsored that year. Tut, my man, Tut, and all those guys. Yeah, yeah. So Grim Reaper. They, Fubu, you know the era. You talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fubu was. Our best sponsor out of By all far. the sponsors. I remember I can attest to yeah, that. They, they were incredible. Fubu Shout jerseys? out to Fubu and Katina. Nah, nah, nah. They all had the same jerseys, but okay. Okay. Um, just different colors. But uh, someone brought you Theo Ratliff, and you and you would think, oh, here's an NBA center that we're giving to this team. They don't have NBA guys on their team besides Ron Artest, right? right? Was he on your team Not at that, that point? Yet. Not that yet? No, no, no. He had to get on a flight. Okay, so he wasn't there. So for that I game. didn't have him for that game. Okay, mm. but so so they bring you Theo Ratliff, right? 
who was wholly ineffective. He was getting he shit was getting thrown on him or something, right? Wow. And you want me to explain? And it? you just benched and you just benched him though. Just benched him I, and I, didn't I, care who he was. I love didn't that you matter. Get the fuck out of here. Did not matter. Just benched him. No disrespect. First of all, he showed up with flip flops, and I don't like that. Oh, <laughs> that was a bad. It's oh, real. Don't jump. come play for us with flip flops. Yeah, yeah. No, here's the deal. We win a playoff game. Joe wins his game. Mm-hmm. We're meeting Joe in the semifinals. And Greg Marius, may he rest in peace, said to me, um, you can bring NBA guys to, <laughs> to tomorrow's game. And he was, and he was, because I know, maybe just you like that. He was making up rules on the fly and up, they was probably to satiate Fat Joe, who was saying, "I got NBA guys who probably weren't on the roster all year, you, or, you or hit, maybe you barely. hit it on the nose." The the rule was if they, they had to play with you during the season. they had to play during the season and then and they sign could play the in the book. playoffs. Yeah, but that night he called me and I was like, "Nah, you you got to be kidding! I just lost Ron Artest. Yeah, he just you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like you know how you gonna tell me, uh, uh um, and and." And I know what Joker bring. Yeah, you know what so I mean. So that that rule is not an equal rule for everybody. Exactly. That, there's a very clear some. It's it's skewed. Joe needed to bring somebody. Joe and, wanted. And he needed a new rule in place. Kind wow. of. Thing. Joe wanted wow. to bring somebody. Yeah. So um, so so. If y'all know how Joe was back then, mm-hmm. he finally told Greg. I don't even want to say it on the air. Say All it. Right? Say it. <laughs> you can say it. Nick, I'm bringing. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and ain't nothing you're going to do. Oh, we not coming. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. Straight like that, probably, yeah. So the next day comes, uh, and Joe, Joe, so the next day, so all of a sudden, we got to find somebody to help us, because I know Joe going to bring somebody killer. Yeah. And, and, um. And so FUBU was only able to get me the Oratin, right? <laughs> Shout out to FUBU once again. <laughs> Shout Thanks, out Fubu. to FUBU. They tried. Right? Yeah, they tried so, their best. Hey, at least it wasn't LL. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy because LL was a sponsor. Really? That's right. Okay. Like one of our sponsors, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so... So here comes Theo Rattles with his flip-flops. <laughs> right? And I'm like, you know, we had a young team. Yeah. We, we didn't... We couldn't match their firepower, mm. and Ron would have made a great difference. You understand? But without Ron, it was going to be hard. I had Annie Freeze. I had shout out to Annie Freeze, one of the best point guards in street ball history. Class act. His family, class act. Um, yeah, he was his dope. wife, his, his his mom, his stepmom, they would all come to all the games, just like Anthony Glover and Mike Glover's family. Mm-hmm. Um, so so um, we had Annie Fees, we had Elijah, we had uh, we had Julius Hodge, we had you know we, we had a pretty we had a nice squad, um, and we won most of our games, but this was a different monster we were facing yeah. on this day. And Joe and um, Al Harrington, he was the NBA player that did the most damage. Him, they had the beast, 
BJ McFarlane, uh, uh, they had DP, Darren Phillips. These guys were dunking the shit out of the ball. And and every 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 time I turned around, Theo was getting dunked on. Uh. A- NBA Theo was getting dunked on. Now this is this is Theo Ratliff on the 76ers. I, he was on a, a few teams. Well, what year NBA. was this? Well, what year was uh, this? That'll tell us. I, I don't even remember. Could have been on the Hawks. Early 2000s. He played yeah. for the Hawks, too, Hawks, right? yeah. I thought yeah. Blazers. Did he play for the Blazers, too? Uh, I don't think so. He I know, played I, on several NBA teams. I know he was on the Hawks, for I sure. I know his best season was the year that that AI in Philly went to the finals, and he got traded from a tumbo mm. during his best year because... You know, they, they were prepping for Shaq and Kobe in the Lakers yeah. and they thought Matumbo defensive player of the year, like whatever. But but Theo Ratliff, yeah, he was he was his best wasn't that night though. Yeah. I mean, God bless him, you know. He, he <laughs> yeah, was yeah. a damn good NBA player. Yeah. He was solid. Uh, um but you know, that the energy at fifty fifth in those days it, it may it, it it'll tell you who someone really is, kinda in a way. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta bring, you gotta bring skills. it. You gotta yeah. have that heart to Al play Harrington. Yeah, Al different. Harrington had New Jersey energy mm-hmm. and Theo Ralph, I don't know where he's from. Yeah. You know, <laughs> whoever that is, they, they didn't wasn't have, enough. They, yeah. He didn't bring it. Yeah. Um and so I benched him the entire second half. I didn't yeah. even I didn't even want to entertain him in the mm-hmm. second half. Yeah. Um and I, I bring that up just because I watch the NBA and I watch coaches and I watch them cater to players. Yeah. I watch them cater to star players. That's and right. I always hate when I see that because I grew up watching my father coach. And I've seen my father say, I don't give a fuck who you are. You not effective, you're sitting on the bench. Exactly. But that's that, a real coach. That's what makes a great yeah. coach. Yeah. It Thank like you, it, son. That, but that's a real coach. And that's I, I tell him, I tell when I'm in a, like our group chat and I'm talking my shit based based on what I'm seeing in the NBA, I'll be real. Like, I would have benched him for that. Like, yeah. because I've seen you bench someone for, for less. <laughs> you know what Listen, I mean? Like, we need to get I, I bench people hard. Yeah. We, like, we need to get Coach Rosa to coach the Knicks and have a conversation <laughs> with Julius Randle. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, oh, see, that's like, another discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll be gone real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will you assume it a team? Yeah, sign, wow. sign me up. But what story <laughs> what, up too. <laughs> what story did you think I was saying? What you said after the game. Okay. What were you talking about? What I'm what what I thought you were gonna say was when we first met Fat Joe in the semifinals mm-hmm. um, so they got Kerry Thompson mm-hmm. they got Steph they got uh, Junie Saunders like I said earlier he was a killer mm-hmm. they had a kid named Showtime not Showtime that went to St. John's no there was a Showtime before him he has the same name as Homicide Corey Williams is his name he gotta be from like uh, 914 from uh, uh, Mount Vernon or, or New Rochelle from that area. Yeah. Killer. Right? So they had a squad. They had uh, Tone, uh, Tone Greer. They had, uh, they had this guy. They had uh, Black Graham. They, they had a lot of freaking guys on that team. Mm. And now we're going, you know, we're going neck and neck with them. It's the semifinals. And it's about two minutes left in the game. And uh, they called a 24-second violation for us. 
So we're like, yeah, we got the ball back. You know, we needed that possession. Fat Joe went to the scorers. Oh, I remember this. Fat Joe. <laughs> this was in the overtime. This is in, in, in the first overtime. Because they say it was three overtimes. It wasn't it was only, really three overtimes. It was two overtimes. Right? So Fat Joe goes to the scorers table and started regulating these dudes. <laughs> I thought he put his finger on, on, one, <laughs> of, on one of their foreheads at the scorers table. You wow. know? Next thing you know, the refs blow the whistle. Beep. Terror squad ball. I said, what? Oh, yeah. I know you lost your shit. I said, what? I said, we out of here. Yeah. I grabbed my entire team and went to the gate. Mm-hmm. You know oh. what? I actually think I've seen this in a documentary. Possibly. On YouTube. I've seen it before, I've too. Literally, I've seen it. But and they you, don't show that part. They don't show the part, but they say, oh, the team's leaving. Yeah, And yeah. then they get y'all to come back. Yeah, yeah. Let me explain. So we go on to the exit. But that's some bullshit, right? Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is some yeah, shit. Yeah. You don't see nobody doing. Not like I don't know. Like I've seen, I've seen it. So like for so me, you it's said like we out. That's my standard. We go into the exit. We out of here. My whole team. Like what I love is that they my soldiers. They were always my soldiers, mm-hmm. and no one hesitated. Everybody just went with me to the gate. Problem was. There was no hole to go through. Because it was There packed. was it's people crazy. everywhere. <laughs> you understand? They're like, I got to finish this <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they so they, they holding the out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm from Harlem. So there's Harlem dudes in the crowd yelling, Tone, no, Tone. Don't do it, Tone. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, Tone. You can't do this. Because they were having a great time. Yeah, it, was it was a great, great game. game. I mean, at, at the end of regulation, Kerry Thompson is dribbling Time is running out. We're up three. And Kerry Thompson was by the scorer's table at half court, falling into the audience, getting away from our guys, and threw the ball up from half court. The shit hit the backboard and went in. Yo, those people lost it. Fat Joe took off his shirt. Yeah, yeah. He put the belt around his way. The, the wrestling the belt, was, belt. The belt was. And started running around. Was but that, that wasn't his. That was. Was that Hannibal's? It could have been Hannibal's. Hannibal um, always walked around with the at belt. At that time, yeah, probably. Shout out to Hannibal. Hannibal uh, one of my I, favorite I announcers. Yeah, yeah, and I don't, I don't hear his name enough. Class act. Wonderful dope. person. Hannibal, I miss you, brother. Um, If you're watching, brother. Mm. Um. But Joe ran around the court. The people went crazy. You know, that's what happened at half to, I mean, at the end of regulation. Um, and so that's why you got to love Joe. You understand? Like, at that moment, Joe was emotional. He was into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, he really, really wanted a win. And, and, and then Adrian takes them apart in the second overtime. But... <laughs> Um, when we got, when they finally talked me into going back, we said, okay, we'll play the last nine. S- the referees decided they're going to put nine seconds on the shot clock and give them the ball back. So they did get the ball back. But to me, the delay, which took about 10, 15 minutes before, maybe 20 minutes before we got back to our bench to finish the game, that was an adjustment. You understand? That was what, what I'm talking about. 
Mm. Um, no, you don't let them walk all over you. Fuck you. We out of here. Mm. You understand? Like, I could have went home. and I wouldn't have lost sleep. I don't think I would have lost an ounce of sleep. Um, and my guys was with me. They were right there with me. And um, and then Adrian goes crazy in, in the second overtime, and we beat them. Nice. You know? Oof. We beat them. I was going to say, because uh, you was talking about how Fat Joe... <laughs> Probably pressed someone at the scorer's table, and uh, the refs gave him the ball. That reminded me of, and I did not want to forget. That reminded me of, uh, cause you was probably hot after that, right? You was mad, yeah, yeah. right? No, no. Doubt. Um, that reminded me of, like I've seen, I've seen the refs like absolutely just some BS from the refs, and we all see it, you know. And especially I'm biased, obviously I'm on long. your side and stuff, you know. So you know, I'm seeing. You know, bullshit. I and have a career with dealing with those bullshit ass. I refs. know, and that's where I'm going. And shout uh, out to all you bullshit, bullshit ass, ass refs. refs right? <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted, I wanted you to tell the story about the Bronx Twelve News. Oh lord, this is a good <laughs> one. I, I love this one. Bronx Twelve News. It's a tournament it's in real the Bronx. Short, but it's quick. It's called UDC. Mm-hmm. Uh, hell of a tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of a lot of the Harlem teams would, would go up there to the Bronx. Um, and we were in the championship game against Riverside Church. Um, so we had just won the chip the year before. And now we're in the chip and we got a young team. Our team happened to be younger that year. And, you know, we made it back to the chip. So now we're in the game and the refs are murdering us, right? So I got to where I couldn't take it anymore. And the action was on that end. But here I am walking onto the court towards the middle of the court. So somebody grabbed the rebound, and now they're transitioning to our end, to the end where our bench was. Where you're already walking, right? Man, the poor referee, when he turned around, I caught him like this. (laughs) I caught him like this, this referee, uh, right? Uh, it oh, yeah, yeah. I caught him real good. And Bronx 12 News <laughs> caught it too. Oh. <laughs> That's crazy. Bronx 12 News caught it too. And and so when I get home, when I no, not when I get home, when I get to my father's house, maybe maybe a day or two later. I walk into my father's house. He goes, son, I want you to see something. <laughs> he he taped it. Oh, wow. Right? You know, Bronx Swap News, they show it over and over yeah, and over. The same, the same half an hour show. Mm-hmm. Right? It's so it's the news. It's a newscast. Yeah. And so he goes, son, I want you to see something. And he turns on the tape. <laughs> he recorded it, yeah. He recorded it, and, and he got me. Mush- mush- I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. But he kept repeating, mushing him and mushing him and mushing him. And he's telling me, that's what you do, son? Yeah. <laughs> this the coach I be hearing about? <laughs> my father. Shout out to my dad. Yeah. That's Bobby, that passion, Bobby, though. That's Pablo that, Rosa. Yeah. That's so that, that was funny. That was funny. Yeah, man. Um, anything else you want to touch on? Eric, I feel like you might have some questions. Come on, Eric, give me a question, man. Well... <laughs> Heating up. You kind of you, you kind of <laughs> spoke about warming up, Eric. <laughs> you heating up? 